0: I think I heard the Hallelujah chorus coming from Madison this week. Mark, when Governor Evers. Sign that five hundred million American family funding bill. Oh
1: Just think, you know, I've been using the line all week, <laughs> Libby. It's finally made it over home plate. It's I... been the longest run around the bases I've seen ever. Think about that. This started in January or February of earlier this year. It took all the way to now. It got signed. But as I told you originally, it was going to get messy. We are not going to want to watch how it got made. But in the end, it got done. And in the end, that's the most important thing, that they'll be here through 2050 at least. And the work will start now. And it got done and everyone's holding hands and singing at the end. So again, it's not how you got there, right? It's just a big deal for the city.
0: When do you think they'll start holding winter events at the stadium? Yeah,
1: probably from what Rick Schlesinger has said this week is they'll start work after the 24th season. So then after 25 season, they'll start to hold events. And he's talking about concerts. He's talking about shows. It could be card shows, monster truck shows on the field, soccer games, the basketball games. Really trying to make that area used all year round to try and make more revenue for both the team and the state. So that's very important. I'm kind of fascinated to see how many people will actually drive out there in January when the parking lots are full of snow and it's cold to use the stadium. But now he's saying he can get that stadium warmed up to 70 degrees all year wow. round. So it'd be very interesting to see. Maybe he can hang out there in January, right? We can kind of run the corridors of the stadium.
0: Who knows? Maybe they'll put the next Taylor Swift concert yeah, tour you know, that's on that's probably That's funny because that's probably
1: the number one question that I've been asked is kind of what could come there? Could she come there? Well, of course, she could. But she mostly does larger stadiums. Think about the stadiums she's done. They're all 80,000 or more. She fills them for three nights. Could it happen out at AmFam Field? Of course. Would it happen? I guess I wouldn't be counting on it so fast, because I just don't think it's large enough for her.
0: Yeah, there's still a lot of other people I'd like to go see there. Green
1: Bay, though. There's still all the rumors about after her trip to Green Bay last week, will she come back and play Lambeau Field? Lambeau Field is large enough. She would draw from a long range, and I'm sure you would be in the front row, Libby.
0: Well, except she wouldn't have real good memories from that game the other day, would she? which is really
1: I'm really sad about, aren't you?
0: Oh my gosh. I'm still on cloud nine about it. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about downtown Milwaukee with, guess what? Another apartment tower coming. All right, tell us about it. And are these buildings going to find enough people to live there so they can make money.
1: This is an interesting one because it's right by the Market Center, right on Water Street, right on the river. 300 units, and it's going to be another wood kind of tower like the Ascent. Hoping to start construction in 25 to be up and going. You'll see in 24, you'll see the Couture come online. You'll see the Heinz Project and Third Ward come online. Each of those is about 300 units. With everything else, with Ascent, with Nova, which is currently open, there's just so many on the high end. I'd like to see, obviously, more kind of in the middle and kind of more on the affordable side. I think you'll see it. Who's going to live there? I think you're seeing demand still. I think we're it's coming from or some of the other units in the city. One thing I've noticed, Libby, over the past couple months is more incentives. More incentives from landlords. You're seeing free months rent, whether it's you know adding on free parking, free other. you're starting to see stuff that you haven't seen in the last number of years just because just of high demand. I think you'll see that and I think you'll see some of the older structures that I've been saying along. They're going to start spending money on upgrades. I know I live not far from Juno Village. They're spending money on an amenity building. You know, more things for their residents to do. So the market over the next three to four years is going to be very competitive.
0: Can't wait until all all those buildings are filled with high, happy tenants. High
1: rises. As the mayor used to say, cranes are a wonderful thing in the city, right? And not the birds.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right, let's talk about the Milwaukee County Council. Tuesday, they're going to look at a resolution to support that Kenosha Racine Milwaukee passenger rail line. Yeah. Do you think it's going to go forward because it failed in the past?
1: I'm not sure if you remember this one. This was about 12 or 13 years ago. There was a big effort for this regional transit to come, you know, kind of extend the metro line in Chicago up through Milwaukee, going through going through Racine and Kenosha. I think there's support for it now among the locals. Is there enough support? I don't know. Transportation is always a controversial issue. We've seen a lot of movement over the past couple months, whether it's rail that's going to go Amtrak to Green Bay, to Madison, up to Minneapolis. You've seen the tremendous success of the Hiawatha. The Amtrak train from Milwaukee to Chicago is full pretty much every day, almost every train. So there is really kind of demand for it. Will it happen? I don't know. Anytime you've seen it with the hop, you've seen it with other kinds of transit in Milwaukee, there's always controversy. Hopefully we've gotten over that and as a region we can look at transportation because it's so important towards growth. It's so important towards drawing more of the people here. And if we want to get to the mayor's growth pattern of a million, we need more transportation alternatives.
0: I'm kind of hoping it happens. Yeah, train,
1: you and I, remember We still have our hop ride. I'm still waiting on our hop ride. I go on there every Saturday looking for you.
0: I'll be there the day John McCure is. How's that?
1: John has wrote it. He actually text, oh, he texted me a photo of, right. of John on the train. But of course, he was doing a drinking thing while he was on the while he was on the hop. But you know, we don't want to go there.
0: All right, let's talk about what the Milwaukee Business Journal is doing in partnership with Visit Milwaukee. It's only how many months away to the RNC? Yeah. We're
1: well, getting down. Yeah. There, we're down to seven months, seven and a half months now. We're going to have an event this week, and one of the issues we're going to talk about is going to be for the security zone. Question I'm often asked is kind of what is going to be the security zone around the arena, around the actual convention, and. It's not out yet and won't be out until probably early 2024, maybe January or February of next year. But we just have to look back to 2020 to see what it was then. And then it was on the north side. You had just north of the arena, kind of up towards the Perus neighborhood. On the east, you had the river. On the south, you had the avenue. And on the west, you had the freeway. That was kind of the security zone pretty much there. I'm assuming it's going to be a lot like that. Maybe you'll make some tweaks here and there. And there's also kind of levels of the security zone. So you can get into certain areas with certain credentials. But to get into the arena or near the convention, you're going to need full approval. But this is a big deal because it impacts who gets into the city, how you can access things in the city, and people are going to want to know that. So we'll see that in early 24, but we're going to start to have a discussion with the police chief and the fire chief about what that means to the people who work downtown and the people that come downtown. Because, you know, we're only, as I said, seven months away, and this is a big deal. We're going to see it really ramp up in early 24, and we're going to have one heck of a summer, kind of as you and I talk, we're going to have one heck of a summer next year.
0: It is going to be an exciting time. You know, all I know is
1: I'm coming to your house. I'm going to rent out my (laughs) condo. I'm coming to live with you for a week.
0: Yeah, you'll be making a lot of money if oh, you do yeah. that, too. <laughs> Tell us about the 2023 Executive of the Year, named uh, by the Milwaukee Business yeah, Journal. Was, I, kn- I know it wasn't Taylor Swift.
1: It, I think she came in sixth. It was close. But uh, no, actually, our Executive of the Year was the CEO and Chairman of Northwestern Mutual, Mr. John Slipsky. If you think about what NM has happened there this year, they had a choice. Would they invest in Milwaukee? Would they invest in Franklin? Elsewhere in the country, he decided to invest another half a billion in Milwaukee with the revamp of the North structure there and to move 1,800 or more employees from Franklin into downtown. He's very active on the RNC, very active in terms of the AmFam bill, very active in terms of Microsoft, very active in terms of encouraging his workers to come into the office again and spend money in the heart of the city. So we had a great group of executives here who've done great things. I think John and what NM has done over the past number of years, as you think, this is not the first time to spend all this money in downtown. This is the second time. Obviously in 2014 with the corporate headquarters, you know, this is a big deal for the city, but it's also for the region just to have a company the size of of NM invest all this money, have their employees here, and stay in Milwaukee is really important to the future of the city. So we honored John and Avenger this week, and the thing that I found really interesting in his remarks was it was not about him or the company; it was about other companies and trying to work with other companies to grow Milwaukee, and that's really what they want to do.
0: And Mark, I have to say, yes, I understand that you. Susan Kim and our own Vince Petrano and Eric Bilstead all got together this week for a really great cause.
1: Yeah, we got to spend some time, at least some of us behind the bar at the newsroom to raise money for journalism in this area, for journalism students in the area. We got to have some beers, we got to serve some beers, serve some drinks. I made a couple of rum and Cokes. I'm not sure how well I made them, but maybe they were a little heavy pour. People were asking for heavy pours. I don't know what that means, but I just kept doing it. But it was a lot of fun. It was great to be behind by It's the third time in the past year I've been behind the thing serving drinks, Libby. I'm not Sure, maybe I have another career. I'm not I sure. I was gonna say people like next... me because I pour a lot and, ne- I, and I give them more <laughs> than what they paid for. I'm not sure if I'm great for the bar, but I think I'm great for the customers. How about that?
0: All I know is next time I have a party, you're coming as bartender. Oh
1: wow, there you go. I should. <laughs> I could rent myself out. That'd be fun. I think I better keep this job as editor. One, it's not clearly as hard work as that is. Trust me, it's a lot of hard, and you spill a lot on yourself, which is no fun either.
0: Yeah, but the tips are better when you're working as a bar.
1: Tips? I didn't get any tips. What do you mean? Oh, people are supposed to. Oh. That's what they were doing. Okay, I
0: understand. (laughs) Hey, Mark, always great to have you here.
1: (laughs) It's always good to talk to Libby. I'll talk to you next
0: week.